welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like school summer holidays, but we refuse to let you break up. He's <laughs> such a stalker. My I, name's Miranda I, Kane. I'm not. I am. I'm Bibi <laughs> Lynch. And Miranda, mm. God knows you need help. Yeah, true, true. But that aside... Today, <laughs> we're going to be chatting to two women. Just <laughs> apropos of nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but that aside, but assuming that's correct, today we're going to be talking to two women. And they have got the low and high down and sweet and dirty down on everything to do with sexual health, right? So oh. that's Dominique, yeah, Dominique Koretsos and Nadia Dean from the world's first sexual health and technology ecosystem, the Healthy Pleasure Group. Ooh. How about that? I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm there. Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. Dominique Koretsos, CEO and co-founder of the Healthy Pleasure Group, and Nadia Dean, co-founder and director of the Entomology School of Healthy Pleasure. Ladies, hello. 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 Are you feeling healthy and pleasured? I'm feeling, that's the question. I'm not sure if I'm feeling pleasured. I'm not particularly healthy either, no. I would say say that's such a great question because we literally, in our last team meeting, had this conversation where we realized everyone was working 15, 16 hours a day. And we have now created this like pleasure pod reminder that everyone in the company needs to take time out for pleasure, whether it's solo pleasure. I mean, good luck trying to figure out an orgy in the middle of, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. And then once a month we come together and we clothed and then we come together <laughs> and discuss anything that we've discovered new. So maybe like a new product or maybe we read an interesting article or a piece of education, or maybe we've oh. experienced a new or audio erotica. Cause here's the thing. We currently talk a lot about sex, but p- potentially I'm not doing it. Can so, I just can I just can I point I out that, that we were in the middle of a meeting or just beginning a meeting and she literally just said, um, is everyone having great sex with someone or at least with yourself? And it's like, I'm about to hit you with some figures and some numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I haven't prepared for that question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's a little like you know, we have we had a product and I had decided that um my partner was now going to be used as a guinea pig for this product. And um and it was, you know, it's a Tuesday morning. And and when was the last time anyone else made pleasure on a Tuesday morning before your nine o'clock meeting? And <laughs> I'm never late for a meeting. And this time I was 10 minutes late, which I nice. felt like I was working. And this was a really nice <laughs> opportunity to tell the team, hey, guys, we're working 16, 17 hours a day to make lives different in, you know, and hopefully better in sexual health and wellness. But actually, who's, who's rubbing their clip lately? I mean, this is a serious <laughs> conversation we need to have. <laughs> Oh my God, my office meetings are about ordering post-its. <laughs> oh, we did have those as well, but it came after. Uh, uh, oh, that's yeah, a, but that's a, 
That does make an interesting point, though, because we've spoken to, uh, we speak to a lot of great experts, but coming together as a group and to actually sit down and say, well, have we had any pleasure yeah. recently? Have we done it ourselves recently? That's that's a that's quite a well that breaks the ice, doesn't it? That is a that is a massive <laughs> fat penguin right there. Does that? I think I think we're, we're all quite we're, we're all quite good with like asking people questions, but I think especially as we're a new company, it kind of sets the tone of the mm. kind of company and the kind of way we want to work. And I don't think we can really talk about healthy pleasure and talk about sex and give all this great advice if we can't, we don't necessarily have to be having great sex, but you have to be able to have the conversation and address that maybe you're not having great sex yeah. with yourself or someone else. Yeah. Can I ask something that could be controversial? Okay. Because you've never stopped you before. So, yeah, <laughs> but this is really interesting what you're saying because I we'll talk like specifically what the Healthy Pleasure Group and um, Entomology School of Healthy Pleasure is in a sec. But there was there was this on your press release which I I really like and I think it's really interesting. But my question is going to come after it. So this is a quote from your press release: Through sexual wellness education talks, workshops, and guided experiences, uh, feel safe and seen whether you want to reshape with your sexual self or are taking the foot the first crucial steps on your own journey to a healthy sexual identity. So explaining what the setup is about. Is that too cerebral? Are we, are we making sex too in the mind rather than below the bell? Mm. Um, it's a great question. I don't think so because mm. the issue is predominantly we often put everything below the belt, things like performance, things like great sex, things like I must have an orgasm as a priori priority over the experience of pleasure and that the value that it brings to our lives, whether it's through mental health, biological, self-efficacy, um, self-esteem, whatever it might be. So I don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't believe it. And that's not what we, we, we aim to do. The idea is you know, Emily Nargoski, who is the author of uh, Come As You Are, she's a neuroscientist um, and a doctor, philanthropist, said it best when she said there are as many sexualities as there are people. Our entry point into discovering our sexuality or acknowledging it or growing it or appreciating it is different for everyone. And it's dynamic. It's not linear. You know, it's not set in stone. It can't just be what's between the, the belly button and the knees. There's got to be an opportunity and an invitation to explore more. And whatever that looks like for you, it might just be trying a toy. It might be, you know, I want a masterclass on how to spark desire in my relationship after 30 years of marriage. Or, you know, I've never actually looked in the mirror or discovered my clitoris. It could be anything. Mm, and you've got to remember as well that a lot of times, well, most times sex actually starts in the mind. Your desire, it, it's, it all starts from the mind. Whether you're capable of following through, that's a different uh, different question. So I don't think it's it's making it too, I think as some would say woo-woo to say it's, you know, feel safe and seen, whether it's the first crucial steps or um, on your journey, because we're all at different stages in our sexual journey. I've had a really great journey, but then it's been like a roller coaster. It's gone up and down and I feel like I'm in the, the first steps. And a lot of that is me addressing things and thinking about why things sexually are the way they are for me. If it wasn't a mind thing, if it wasn't thinking about it, I don't think I could 
get to that next level that I want to get to, get to if I'm just focusing on what's happening with my genital genitals or between my belly button and my knees. So, so, so they're tightly no. linked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, except, except when you've, except when you've had a baby and then it feels like someone stole your clitoris and then glued it to the back of your head and didn't tell you <laughs> and said, go look for it. Because you don't get a memo. Well, that's, that's, that's the NHS Your body parts. Your body parts move and nobody's, nobody decided to tell you, you know, so. Um, yeah, then it is definitely a case of, you know, hide and seek. Tell us then about Healthy Pleasure Group, because this is new. Uh, we were originally a Healthy Pleasure Collective, and it was led uh, by yes. by myself and um, a group of, you know, proven experts within the sexual health and technology, whether that was my co-founder, Dr. Maria, who was a urologist, whether it was um, a, a marketeer, a branding specialist, um, and so on. And we grew that um, and solidified it into Healthy Pleasure Group, which is powered by three companies. One is the agency which is an end-to-end digital marketing and PR agency, as well as business development. So really, you can come to us with an idea on a, on a you know, we call it toilet paper entrepreneur. So you come to get mm-hmm. together and say, hey, I've got an idea. Kind of like your idea, Miranda. Yes. And we'll take you we'll yep. take you to market. Then we have <laughs> the lab, which is where all our innovation sits. And it's led by Dr. Maria and Dr. Eduardo. Um, and it could be anything from, you know, vulva masks for, for menopause to deal with thrush to, you know, wireless penile implants. It's really this incredible hub of of innovation and knowledge and IP. And um, we, we just, you know, released a book called Erectile Dysfunction. It's a woman's issue. And then we, of course, have the school, which Nadia is both, you know, a, a co-founder of and, and the director of education. And that's the online and offline uh, education platform. And so what happens is the value that we create in any one of those pillars is then transferred onto the brands that come into the company. And whether that is Uh, a brand that's coming to work with us, whether it's NGOs, whether it's um, investors, we really do infiltrate, kind of sound like ninjas, every uh, (laughs) part of the the industry so that we can reshape what the the future of sexual health and technology looks like. Um, And we've done, interestingly enough, our, our largest amount of growth has actually been during the COVID period. Um, And, you know, Nadia and I were chatting along with our other directors, you know, we've, we've hired people and built teams in, in, in a virtual space without being able to physically, you know, connect or meet or, you know, discuss things until I think it was three months later when the lockdown was lifted and everyone arrived at my house for the first time having been let out. And it was like a bunch of, you know, spirit animals had joined us for a barbecue. Um, (laughs) And it's been a very interesting time because we've seen such enormous growth in the sex tech industry or sexual health industry during COVID. Um, And we've just gone from strength to strength. And and I'm very proud of that. And and Nadia has, with her team, grown entomology. and of course, Mafi with the lab and, and Jazz and Delia, myself with the agency. So we really are a well-structured ecosystem. And also we're the only ones, I don't know if it's because we're brave enough to do it, but we are the ones that have, you know, the first to be dedicated to, you know, sexual health and tech startups. So ne- there's never a day that uh, is the same, right, Nadia? Like, never. No, not at all. We're always working on something new or is a new idea, Um random things that are actually quite possible because there's no one else out there doing it and it will probably benefit people but no 100% I think um, Dom said it 
brilliantly is exactly what we are. It's so nice to know there's something out there for people because I think what a lot of people are very scared of is how do I get this off the ground? I've had this brilliant idea. I know what I want to do. I know how it will help people like me or people who have been through my experience or something like that. But like very often, we just don't even know where to start. Yeah, I think if you remember the first time we we, we chatted, mm. I exp- expressed that the industry is very polarised. You've got porn yeah. and you've got family planning, right? At Boots. Mm-hmm. And we, our aim was to fill everything in between. So whether yeah. we're bringing education like a masterclass or, or you know, an ebook to help you with if your partner has erectile dysfunction, if it's bringing on um, a new client, for example, we've got a product that is called um, EXO that is uh, is developed and designed specifically mm. for the trans community. Then it's an STI testing and sharing app uh, called iPlaySafe, which has never been done before because preventable healthcare, uh, where you can validate your health status. If you had said safe and sex six months ago, you people run out the room. But now mm. we have to verify that health status just to mobilize across the economies, just to be able to travel, never mind to kiss or have sex with somebody. So Really, everything in between across those verticals, whether it's cosmetics, uh, personal care, um, specific toys for communities that have been underserved and and not acknowledged, right? Mm. Everything is in that sector, and it comes through through us, and we're very proud of that, and we we take that very very seriously. I think it's also to do with having a place where you can have the conversations to even dare to maybe take the next step. So, for example, when I met Dom um, Dominique, I was trying to launch a a product a toy which I still am going to do but I had gone on business courses I've been a product designer I've got you know come in competitions number two but there was no one there that could actually help me or tell me what the next steps were um, into entering like sex tech or sexual wellness or you know Mm -hmm. how do I take this to market who do I speak to who do I trust and just some of the difficulties that I may have found. Um, So that's why I think it's really important to have what we're doing because there's so many other smaller companies or people with really brilliant ideas that just need an industry or agency to really understand what it is that, you know, how to get from A to B. There's yeah. really not, there's, it's mm-hmm. not there at the moment, apart from us. Yeah. You, you know what it's like, like. We can't just go and advertise about something. You can advertise no, about, just... you know, erectile dysfunction, but you can't advertise about a menstrual health cup. You can't put yeah. the amount of testing that, that Nadia has to oh, do gosh, on entomology yeah. for our advertising. We can't put, you know, nipples anywhere. We can't, mm. even <laughs> our, we even have lingerie brands that come to us because of such challenges within the digital market space because mm. these big giants, like the Facebooks of the world they want to just put like you know nail it's like putting a nail in a coffin and just wanting to end our business there's so many double standards and the principles of marketing and communication it's not 101 principles it doesn't apply in our space and we see brands going on and spending you know hundreds of thousands in social media only to be shut down because it's not a platform that they own Apple can mm-hmm. shut them down in a heartbeat if it's an app. Social media can be hacked or shut down in a heartbeat. Ugh. And there's money and hard-earned great ideas and solutions for us women and men and other communities, or communities, yeah. shall I say. And we just are completely shut down. And this navigating is, that is really tricky. This mm. is one of the things. Well, So a, a, a million, I mean, you don't know this. You don't remember me. You haven't known me this long. But I used to have a career. 
アナミスクポピュレーションは、ヴァイアグラ。
right? And then 65% of us make decisions when it comes to purchasing. And 41% of us between North America and Europe alone have have control over what we spend our money on. And yet we still want to invest in product that serves only one part of the nation or of the globe. I mean, can we please move beyond this? It feels like we're stuck in the 18th century somewhere, but we are still dealing with it. And unless, you know, when there is a problem, we have to name it, much like we name yeah. feminism, much like we like sexism and gender gaps and equality gaps. And there are huge, it's not just an orgasm gap. It, it truly is almost like a we're going through a pleasure famine where we really have to nurture people's minds and brains and lifestyles and healthy habits to realize the innate value that pleasure brings to your life, whether it's yeah. mental health even. Yeah. Can I please ask three questions? Yes. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> the first one is, who's your favourite, me or Miranda? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, a quick quick question. When you said earlier that um, there's been more development going on during COVID, is that, what, is that how you described it? What, what's that because is that because people have been wanting more sex or people's libidos have gone and so they've been questioning why they haven't had more sex or because people have had time to explore this mm-hmm. i think um we saw as our brands we saw sales you know 5x so, okay. 10x 3x okay. in sales and uh, we did a quick a few surveys as well internally and um we discovered that it wasn't necessarily people were having more or less sex but people were definitely investigating and investing more in their sex mm-hmm. care i mean okay. if you think about it it's like mother nature sent us to our room and said you need to think about yourself and your, <laughs> and your health right <laughs> like go go wank that and, bitch. Have, and have better perspectives <laughs> right and and oh you know funny that you enjoyed it. I mean, we yeah. we are in front of our screens. We are not having to be somewhere. And those who are privileged enough to have a roof over our head to be furloughed because we don't want to dismiss those who ultimately have gone through so much loss. But those who have been privileged enough to have that space to be sent to their room and wank and go, you know what? I actually want to take time and talk to my partner about Maybe, you know, he has premature ejaculation or the fact that I've never really come with him, but I can come on my own. You know, uh, I know that's a big topic. Nadia deals with it, you know, with a lot of with a lot of our audience with entomology. So I think it's a combination of, of that sex care is included in self-care being locked up and being having the time and and the privilege to do it. Um, And also the idea that in the forefront of our mind, preventable healthcare is now a hot topic and and in front of us, the veil has been lifted. And in that preventable healthcare, it's how do I take care of myself in the future? You know, what are the things that I can learn from this? And sex sex is one of them, you know, it's recession proof and COVID proof. What can I say? Can I please (laughs) ask question number two? Mm. All all these, everything that, um, HPG, as I'm casually calling it, is is trying to change or address. Surely those things are changing anyway. Yes. I mean, Nadia is is more in front of the everyday human being, right? I, mm. I sometimes get lost. I get stuck in the vortex of everything that's not moving because we're constantly dealing with the challenges of brands. So, Nadia, what do you think? Because I have my own intuition, but Nadia is the one that's talking to to the heartbeats. Things are changing on a consumer level or on a personal level. So people, like you were saying, with with lockdown, people maybe have more time to think about what it is that they want out of their, you know, their well-being. 
I think there's lots of conversations happening. There's lots of, I mean, we shouldn't really, as you were saying, be invested so much into these platforms like Instagram because they could be taken away. I've been following people that their platforms mm. have just been just gone. But yeah. there are a lot of really interesting uh people and conversations happening um and people being really honest and I think that's the one thing that I've seen not even during lockdown I think maybe in the last few years is a lot of honesty and people sharing their own personal stories yeah um as a way to help other people um so yeah definitely there's things changing but there's still a lot more to go and if sure. I think it kind of takes a, it takes a while so it's like the people are waking up and it's now for time for the bigger brands and the people that are controlling and regulating to kind of take stock of what's happening people are wanting more they're experiencing more things it's for them to kind of follow on from that so from a consumer point of view definitely there are conversations happening. I think there's a lot more work to do. There's a lot more. I mean, I really want to do a course or an event where we just really dig into um, the different genders and sexualities. And, you know, because as an adult, I am still kind of confused with, you know, okay, so what's the difference between, you know, this gender or, you know, or that person? And I feel really embarrassed about that, but we want to create a space where it's quite safe for you to ask these questions. So mm-hmm. I do think um, the, the questioning and um, opening up is changing, but I don't necessarily see it as much with the regulating mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I, th- I think from the industry, what... sorry, from the industry, you will see the touch points have changed. In other words, where we can buy our condom now is, um, you know, on Cult Beauty, for example, which is where we buy a cosmetic. Uh, yeah. Boots has sexual wellness categories. Those places, they have really opened up and allowed us to have these conversations, as Nadia says, which has then in turn educated the customer to become far more sophisticated in saying, hey, I don't want to just use a toxic you know, uh, yeah. uh, tampon. I want another option. I want maybe a, a menstrual cup, or I want a sanitary towel, or I want lingerie that you know is great for menstrual health and things yeah. like that. So well, there is a massive amounts of innovation going on and loads of change. But totally agree with Nadia. We are nowhere near where we need to be. Yeah. I'm going to ask my final question, then I'm going to allow Miranda Kane to ask one and a half questions. I trust her. She's quite right. She's, I am quite right. I know. Um, the kind of mission statement, I guess, the umbrella mission statement for um, HPG and and school especially is: join us to discover, learn, and understand your deepest human pursuit, pleasure. Is that the deepest human pursuit? Is pleasure that important? Prove me wrong. <laughs> I do not like your answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but um, maybe you can because I I'm just wondering so what is the the difference between the or what is the the relationship between the school of um between the healthy pleasure group and the entomology so the entomology is our school so the entomology okay. is an online and offline learning platform for sex education right and that's okay. where you go to for adult sex education uh, yeah that's where you go to to discover new products to talk to experts to book masterclasses on mm. um for example how to reshape your intimacy where 
um, penetration is not the only form of pleasure. It's where you go to learn about menopause and, you know, everything to do with sexuality. The lab is where we make products for other brands, right? Mm. And the agency is where we take the brands to the market. And what we find is um, the school originally was uh, an offline platform. So physical events that you would come to. And we had a great one just before COVID where we did it, we were doing a talk about sex and endometriosis because uh, endometriosis is, is, is a, is a very big topic. Over yeah. one and a half million women suffer from it in the UK alone. We know very little about it and we do even less about it. Mm. So being able to talk to experts, um, talk to real life survivors who've gone through endometriosis, gone through, uh, surgeries, how to deal with it, how to, the, the side effects of endometriosis, things like painful sex. What products do I use? How do I get past that? How do I build an intimate relationship? How do I feel better about my body? Uh, with COVID, it meant that we had to take that from the stage to online, just like any other company we had to pivot. And, um, we, we will go back to, you know, retreats and, and, you know, physical events. Yeah. And I think having it online has actually allowed us to reach more people in a way that having physical events is quite limiting because obviously, you know, it's dependent on locations, but like you're saying, um, endometriosis, there's so many women in the world who suffer from that. And the amount of comments that we got or DMs, you know, I'm suffering from this. Thank you for doing this from people across the globe. Um, and another example would be we did our own Trance. survey. Yeah, we did Trump. We did Trump. We did um. So for Masturbation Month, for people didn't know, um, May's Masturbation Month, we decided to look at bodies or people that are often left out of the um, conversation with mm. masturbation. So we were looking at you know um, trance. So yeah, I've got a new body now. I used to have a penis. Now I have a vulva. What do I do with it? How do I masturbate? Yeah. No one really talks about this, but we're all slightly curious. And where do you go to to learn these things? Or what about people who have limited mobility? Um, um, that was a really massive eye-opener for me because there was just things that, as an able-bodied person, I wouldn't even have to consider. I yeah. doubt anybody here would have to consider. So it's definitely having those conversations. But as, as I was saying, I just think that having it offline and having live events is really good because people do still want to connect with mm. other people. I find that um, just me talking about my personal experiences, people gravitate towards me and, you know, it's like, oh, my God, that happened to me too. Um and that's a really nice community kind of feel. But at the same time, having something online that is easily accessible, discreet, you might not be in a position where you could openly ask these questions or discover these things and being able to have the opportunity. So I think with entomology, look, I know with entomology, we're more of the customer face. We're more of the... I know, what do you say, Dom, like the humanistic Party. side? The, yeah, the heartbeat. We, mm. We're the human-centric, so we deal with like people first, whereas with the lab, it's much more about innovation and the newest things and, you know, um, creating great new products. Um, and the agency is really about de developing brands and, you know, maybe changing, brand, changing um, brands from the inside. So, you know, mm. like you were saying with the whole regulation thing, so maybe doing it for ourselves from the inside out. So it's mm -hmm. the three different things, but we're all interrelated inter and it kind of, we all lean on each other. So if um, entomology is doing well, 
or if we're talking about something with entomology, it definitely affects um, the lab and the mm-hmm. agency and, and yeah. vice versa. I'm going to allow Miranda one last question and then I'm going <laughs> to... Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the website because I've just found the bit where you, you've got a partnership with Sex and the Spine and I'm like, oh, that's what I need. Oh. <laughs> that, is, that is extremely interesting. So we partnered up with... Um, so the website you're looking at is the entomology website, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. The, with the health pleasure group is, is under reconstruction but the sex on the spine is founded by two renowned spinal surgeons ah. but also most people um nine out of ten people that have back issues and it doesn't have to be as um extreme as as needing surgery or compact discs or whatever the case might be experience um difficulty in yeah. in, uh, in pleasure and often and most cases, your practitioner or your GP or or maybe even, I don't know, who's the guy who cracks your neck, is never, ever going <laughs> to ask you the question, Sweeney Tom. how is your sex life? <laughs> like, like, you know, are you having orgasms? Yeah. Is this working for you? Because it's yeah. never, ever related. But here's the thing. Between your lower back, and I'm sure that, you know, how the spinal discs have a whole lot of numbers and sex and spine would be able to answer this. But there's a whole lot of neurons there. And they are responsible for sending the sensory message to your brain and your genitals that this is fun. So it makes sense that if you have a back issue or a spinal issue, there is often an issue in intimacy and and receiving or experiencing pleasure. Those that have had back operations often lose uh, sensory around the genital area. And so they have to rediscover and relearn how to experience pleasure. It's almost and better pleasure is really important. And pleasure is really important, Dominique. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's the deepest human pursuit. Prove me wrong, because I can't prove me wrong. I'm sort of on Maslow's. What is it? Maslow's hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm sure it's at the bottom as well. Listen, you two, tell tell us how people can find out more and get involved. Um, get involved with the entomology. So uh, mm. definitely, uh, I think we're on, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on theentomology.com. Facebook and, um, as well. We're running a Facebook. really great competition. Um, yeah. At the moment, oh, I'm not sure when BB, this is released. I think you should enter. Mm. So I'm not sure when this is going to be released, but we're having um, a competition about erotic expression. So Ooh. express yourself Ooh. erotically through like written word, um, performance, or I would say orally, but... (laughs) by words there are yeah. some regulations and win up to it's up to a thousand pounds now up to a thousand pounds worth of prizes yeah um, I'm, gonna do it really through, and then, yeah. I'm gonna do it through button soup yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think bb you should do you should do like your own version of of that whispering asmr oh, read us your, your testimony because i know how much you love it oh. go lady <laughs> <laughs> and, and and people can find out more about the healthy pleasure group uh we are hpg.com or my name on linkedin um because i know miranda's going to check in when she remembers that great innovation she's about to launch yeah. <laughs> all i all i can remember Miranda is that it was a really great idea and then Bibi said something about her father should not know about it I don't remember yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bring my dad into this 
I will come up with a cure for cancer one day and she'll just turn around and go, but am I your favourite though? And now we're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Totally like, well, there goes my cure for brain cancer. Thank you. (laughs) You know what's good? You know what's good for brain? You know what's good to to help Mm -hmm. the brain? Not necessarily Mm -hmm. cancer, but for brain. Pleasure. Oh, sucks. Uh, Bibi, I'm going to spam your inbox with so many medical reports. You're going to regret ever asking me that question. Spam this, lady. And then I'm going to send you every possible toy and every possible toy and you tell me whether or not pleasure doesn't count. No, listen, I think it does. I'll tell you why I ask that because it feels, I think we're conditioned to think that's a selfish pursuit. Are you very right? We have never, up until now, we have never been given the social permission to say pleasure is your right. I think I think if we drum it into BB enough, then every time someone thanks her for opening the door and she turns around and says, pleasure. Oh my god! Seriously, I thought this was going to be about architecture and literature. I have no idea what happened. Podcast. I don't know what I signed up for. Dominique, Nadia, it's been absolute joy speaking to you again. Thank I can't you wait so to much see you both again. Us. Likewise, yeah. thank you thank very you much so for having much. us again. And can no. you um, never bother us again, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find you on Twitter, Bibi. <laughs> Dominic, it's been. A pleasure. Oh, oh. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what did you learn? Oh, uh, do you know what? I learned that there is there is a, a possibility out there. Like I'm always I'm always a bit of an entrepreneur, and I'm always trying, thinking of different things. And it's so nice to see that there are people like Dominique, who's a you know she describes herself as a disruptor. And it's so nice to see that there's this like collective and this group that are there to you know to guide you. And they're not. It's not about like oh we just like make loads of money out of this you know sex toy or whatever. It's like an actual sort of mentorship yeah. in a way yeah. and then the uh, um yeah and it's it was just nice to know that 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 sort of thing is there for anyone who has an idea and you don't have to come from a privileged background you don't have to have loads of money you can just if you've just got a good idea you can yeah. go to her and say you know what do you think how about and you I loved, yeah and i loved as well well following on from that i loved as well how nadia um she fronts the entomology school and um as Dominique described it as the heartbeat yeah. of the health and pleasure group. So yeah, you can have the ideas and yeah, you can develop it and you can advertise it and push it and you know try to get it to brands and stuff or out there from brands. Yeah. But it's about people at the end of the day. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's like and, and people's and what people need and people want um dictates the rest of it. So it kind of works backwards, which I love. So I thought it was super interesting. Um it, I didn't ask about the um there's a, a a penis thing they have, wireless penis implants. Next time. Oh. <laughs> The thing that I got from that, though, was that the main thing was it was such, such a pleasure. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, a little jingle. My name's Miranda. Oh, hey. (laughs) My name's Miranda Kane. I'm Bibi Lynch. 
Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols from Metro.co.uk. And, oh, we're, we're everywhere. Where are we? We're, yeah, we're Good Sex, Bad Sex on Twitter, sex with three X's. We're on Instagram. Yep, uh, Good Sex, Bad Sex. And if you've got a sexy question or a query or you want to be on the show, if you've got something to do with sex and relationships, then you can get in touch with us. Info at sexpod.co.uk. I love how you say that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hey, Mary. Hey, BB. See you next week. <gasps> Pleasure. <laughs>